What's up, podcast? Welcome to another episode of the Carb Watch. Uh, I decided to call into the office today. I I heard a rumor that that Andy was in the hallways and and, and could be grabbed. Uh, so I'm with my friend Andy. Andy, how you doing today? Ben, thank God you grabbed me today. Oh, I, I don't I don't know how I got you. I don't know how you got me, but you but you but you snagged me, snagged me right oh. out of the hallway. Well, well, I know you have something on your mind. So, so what's on your mind for the carb watch today? Ben, carbs are on my mind. Can we be just honest about that? Carbs. They're That's always on your mind. To, they're always on my mind. I'm always counting them. They're always watching. I'm always watching them. Um, my dog's always watching me watching them. It's just, it's a never ending cycle. It's a vicious <laughs> cycle. Uh, no, so actually I wanted to talk at something a little bit different about carbs today because I was just just starting to look on the internet about carbs and different carb counts for different foods and I didn't know really what I wanted to discuss today but I came across some information about how carbs break down and it reminded me that it might be a good lesson for all of us to learn and maybe something that we don't know. So we all know carbs break down into sugar. So we either use that sugar or glucose for energy or we store it as fat or it just hangs out in our vessels and kills us very slowly over a long period of time, right? Right, right. (laughs) But, um, But how quickly those carbs break down into sugar actually plays a factor into it being a good thing or not as bad of a thing for us. It's the breakdown of the carbs into sugars. And actually, fats and proteins affect that breakdown. They almost act as a buffer to the breakdown of carbs into sugar. So it comes into play with an example of mine. I worked at a summer camp for kids with type 1 diabetes, Camp Kudzu down near Atlanta, Georgia. And we had to do midnight rounds to make sure that the kids were not going to drop low in the middle of the night or they didn't have kinks in their pumps. Um, But the lows were big. You don't want kids to wake up with lows or really not wake up and have lows. So with kids on the cusp of a low we had to figure out do we want to give these kids milk like a chocolate milk that has sugar in it uh, or do we want to give them juice which is a quick carb but the thing was if you gave the kid milk then juice after that would not work and I forgot that was part of the protocol and the reason is is because milk has fats and proteins in it it's a longer lasting carb so whenever we the idea of giving these kids milk overnight is that is a slow release of carbs over the over the night so they didn't quickly drop but they just kind of steadily rose until that next morning but if a kid was going to be dropping and dropping pretty quickly you want to have a quick carb on board you want to have juice which is just sugar on board but if you gave the milk first the juice wouldn't work is that interesting like no matter what you did even though it's more carbs you would think oh it's going to come up oh it's going to come up but it's not because the fats and the proteins um buffered that so like is that it doesn't sound like there's a right or wrong necessarily only a right for certain situations and a wrong for certain situations well though how that can be applicable to to us as adults and what we're eating and for adults without any diabetes or um issues or obstacles with insulin is that you can actually have carb if you're going to have carbs have it with some fats and proteins because you're going to avoid the big spikes 
So think about a bowl of cereal. We'll talk about cereal at another podcast, but a bowl of cereal, you can look at it and it's basically just a bowl of sugar. That's a big spike of carbs without a lot of fats and proteins with it. So it's you're going to have a quick spike and a quick drop. So if you think about it, if you're going to have carbs, have it with some fats and proteins, and then you'll just get a, you'll still have carbs and it'll still turn into sugar, but it's going to be it's going to be uh, a lot slower and it's that's actually that slow release is a, is a lot better for your body the big spikes up and downs are not good and that's when you get symptomatic if people notice a sugar high and a sugar crash that's what it's from there's not anything else but just carbs and sugar and quick sugars on board is that also play a a role in burning fat versus uh burning sugar like if you're taking it with fats and proteins um i guess you're giving your body something else to to burn instead of sugar is that is that even uh something that because uh, i i know we talk a lot about the you know keto type you know high fat moderate protein low carb sort of diet um is this something completely different or is that kind of related a little bit related you're still breaking down the fat you're still breaking down the carb but it's just since you're doing it together the spike isn't as big think of it as adding uh adding something else into the soup you're going to have to taste all the different things it's going to take a lot longer to taste them than to just drink just the quick stuff Got it. Got it. Well, Andy, I appreciate you you stepping in and letting me call call the office today. This has been super helpful. Is there anything you want to add before we sign off here? Uh, no, Ben. It's been magical. It's just been magical. <laughs> well, Andy, thank you for your time. And uh, as always, we'll see you next week. Sounds great. Thanks, Ben. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.